0: are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His suffering. I want to speak this morning on the subject, of power of his resurrection. Paul said that I may know him and the power. doesn't say in the power of his resurrection. And I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. I think you'll see the power of the resurrection of Christ in a new life if you'll listen carefully this morning. Our Heavenly Father, we thank thee for this book, this marvelous book. And these marvelous truths, not the least of which, is the resurrection of our Savior. Thank you for the living Christ. Bless us now as we examine the power of that resurrection. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now look right this way. Let me have your attention, let me have your mind, let me have your heart. And I think I can show you a wonderful truth from the Word of God. Paul had seen the Savior... Before and after his resurrection, in fact, he consented to the death of Christ as a young man. Uh, at least the death of Stephen was, and uh, but he no doubt had seen sometime the Christ Himself, and then of course on the road to Damascus he got a glimpse of the living, resurrected Christ. Now Paul had seen that resurrected Christ. He had seen the effect of the resurrection. He had seen the difference in that glorified body and that first temporal body made with clay. He knew that someday that same power would raise him from the dead. That's what it says in Romans 8:11. For if the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in your mortal bodies, that same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken your bodies, Also, by the Spirit that raised up Christ from the dead. Now, follow me carefully. Paul looked back and he said, I know the living, resurrected Christ. He looked forward and said, I know that I too someday shall be raised by that same power. But now, follow me. He says in our text this morning, he says, I'd like to have that same power now. I know that resurrection power. Now, not, not the resurrection, but the power that caused that resurrection. What, by what power was Jesus raised from the dead? And by what power will Paul be raised from the dead? And so Paul, turn it down just a little bit, fellas, just down a trifle. And so Paul said, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead in the past and will raise me from the dead in the future he said, "You know, it's a shame that that power couldn't be available for something right now." That same power, he, for example, let's take let's take the combustible engine. It runs a lawnmower, but also runs an airplane, but also runs a car. So you see a car driving down the street, and uh, and you and you realize that car is being propelled by a combustible engine, and you say that same power probably could run a lawnmower. Or that same power probably could run an air conditioning unit in the house. Or that same power might could run a motorcycle. And so you say, that same power that causes the automobile to to be moved and to move, that same power could be used in other capacities also. Or the power of the combustible engine could be transferred to other areas of life and other activities of life and be used for something else. Now follow me carefully. The apostle looks back and sees the resurrection of Christ from the dead. He was raised with the mighty power of the Holy Spirit. He looks forward to the future and he sees the fact that one day he too will be resurrected from the dead. And Paul said, it's a shame. Why can't I get that same power that someday will raise me from the dead? And why can't I have it now and use it now for some purpose even at the present time? He's saying that power could probably, him and out. That power that raised Jesus from the dead could probably raise some other dead things too. That power that's going to raise me from the dead, out on the future, that power. And by the way, their a day is going to come when, 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 when that same power that raised up Jesus from the dead will also quicken this mortal body of mine and raise me from the dead. This morning I was out at the cemetery for a while, sat beside my mother's burying place and my father's burying place for a while. And sang a little bit, Up from the grave he arose, O oh, victory in Jesus, O oh, they tell me of a home far beyond the sky. Low in the grave he lay, but up from the grave he arose. And I went around and saw the graves of some others of our people buried out at our cemetery, Memory Lane Cemetery. And I realized that someday, and I sang this morning, Some golden daybreak Jesus will come, some golden daybreak. Battles all won, he'll shout the victory, break right through the blue, some golden daybreak for me and for you. That marvelous power will raise me from the dead. That marvelous power will raise my little mother's body from the dead. That same power that raised up Jesus 2,000 years ago will out come someday raise this body. But now wait a minute, the apostle is saying, why must there be no use of that power? between the resurrection of Christ and the resurrection of the dead someday. Paul says, I want that dead raising power. Turn me down just a little loud this morning. Uh, I want that same dead raising power myself. Listen, if that power raised up Jesus from the dead, and if that power someday can raise me from the dead, that power could probably touch a lot of things and raise a lot of things from the dead. I want that dead raising power. Ladies and gentlemen, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is more than more than just instead of living 70 years of life, you stretch out into eternity. I mean, eternal life is more than, than just adding more years. I'll be quite frank with you. Honestly, most of us would not want to live an eternity like this. I mean, if God came along and said, Okay, you can live forever just like you are now with the same quality of life you have now, most of us would not want that. But he comes along and he says in the future, I'll resurrect you to death. But he says, now I can resurrect you from the doldrums. I can resurrect you from sin. I can resurrect you from defeat. I can resurrect you from bitterness. I can resurrect you from loneliness. I can resurrect you from uh, bondage. He said, now, today, that same power that came down and got in the body of Jesus and raised that body to the grave 2,000 years ago, and that same power that reach down one of these days and touched the body of my little mother out to our memory lane cemetery and raise that little precious body from the dead, that same power is alive and well now, today, March 1986, and it can resurrect your life just like it raised Jesus from the dead, and just like someday it will raise you from the dead. That's what the apostle is saying. He's saying, I want to know now Him and the power of His resurrection. Paul said, it does not suffice for me just to know that He was raised from the dead. Listen, all over this world today, dead people are going are, 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 are worshiping, as, as they call it, a living Christ. People who are dead in their trespasses and sins today are singing up from the grave He arose. Well, that same power, Holy Spirit that caused the body of Jesus to rise from the dead can raise you from your drunkenness, can raise you from your bitterness, can raise you from your sin, and that same resurrected power that touched the body and raised it from the dead, and someday... To touch our bodies and raise our bodies to the dead. That same mighty power of God can raise you to a life of victory. And a life that's resurrected. It raises you today. And Paul said, I want it now. So I may know Him and the power of His resurrection. Not just that someday I'll be raised, but I want that power that He had and that power that someday I shall have when I raise from raising the dead. I want that same mighty power now. I believe I could use it for a lot of things if I had it right now. He said, God is saying that he's given us a power that will someday raise us from the dead. Yet while we're waiting for that resurrection, we can use that same power to raise other things too. That same power that is getting a new world ready for you is available now to get a new you ready for that new world. And while waiting for the true Easter... He has made available to you a life full of Easter's. You can bury your sins today and be risen with the same Holy Spirit that raised Him from the dead to walk in newness of life. You can bury that life of misery and frustration. And unhappiness and, and and fear of death and the grave. You can bury it this morning and say, Out of my bondage following night, Jesus, I come. Jesus, I come. In thy goodness, mercy, and life, Jesus, I come to thee. And the same mighty power, and up from the grave he arose, the mighty triumph for his foes. That same power is available to raise you to life in Christ Jesus this morning. Write your name in heaven, make you a new creature. I'm talking about the resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead. He is in this room this morning, and He wants to raise you from a life of misery to a life of joy, a life of defeat to a life of victory, a life of sin to a life of holiness, a life of sadness to a life of, of rejoicing. He comes and says, ah, that power is not just available for resurrection of bodies. That power is available for resurrection of spirits. That power is available for the resurrection of homes. That power is available for the resurrection of hopes. You can bury your sins this morning. And by the power of the Holy Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead can rise a new creature in Christ. You can bury your selfishness this morning. And by that power that raised up Jesus from the dead, rise to unselfishness. You this morning can bury your old life at the foot of the cross. And that same power that raised up Jesus from the dead and that someday shall raise my body from the grave, that same power and raise you to walk in newness of life and make you a child of God. Now I won't tell you this morning. The miracle of resurrection is invalid unless it is used in your life to resurrect your life. And the greatest miracle in the world this morning is not that Jesus was dead and rose again. The greatest miracle in the world this morning is that Christ Jesus, through His power, the power of the resurrection, can come down this morning and forgive your sins and make you a new creature in Christ Jesus. And turn your liquor bottles into uh, bottles of praise and turn your life of sin to a life of victory. The great miracle this morning is not in a body raised from the dead, but in a life raised from sin to righteousness, raised from hell to heaven, made a new creature in Christ Jesus. Illustration. You bury a luxury this morning, or in your life, you bury a luxury. That little piece of comfortable living is quietly buried underground. Maybe you buried a little luxury of your life. Was it a nice home? Was it a nice car? What was it but you buried a little luxury? But by the mighty power that raised Jesus from the dead, that same power, it comes forth a spiritual blessing that enriches your life forever. Illustration, you bury a dream a dream you had, a hope you had. You put that dream and lay it in the grave. It soon rises with a spiritual life beyond its temporal brightness. This week, in my appointments, a couple brought a beautiful little baby in my office. They came for an appointment. I did not know what it was about at first. I saw the baby and bragged on it. And I, uh, I said, uh, it looks healthy. I wish they hadn't have said that because uh, there was a little flatness for a minute. And then they said it has Down syndrome. And you know what that means. Down syndrome means there's something not exactly right in the brain. It means a life of normalcy. And I wish they hadn't have said it let me tell you something this morning, the hopes you had for a healthy baby, listen to me, the hopes you had for a healthy baby, and the dreams you had for a healthy baby, you buried those dreams in the, in the, in the will of God. And that same power that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead will raise up more blessings than you could ever have had in your life with a normal baby. My mama buried her dreams for a normal first child and for seven years sat beside the bedside of a little invalid spastic child who could never say mama, never say daddy and for seven years never turned over in bed. And my mother buried her hopes for having a normal child. But up from the grave there arose one of the most beautiful lives I've ever seen in my life, a life that's far richer and far more vibrant and far more alive. Why? Because He, that Holy Spirit, that raised up Jesus from the dead, and someday you raised my mama from the dead, that same Holy Spirit can take anything you bury, brother, and make it rise to better than it would have been before. That same power, Paul said, what a power it was that raised up Jesus from the dead, and what a mighty power it is that raised me from the dead. But he said, if I can get a hold of that power now, here and now, and know the power of that resurrection, he said, I believe he'd raise everything dead about me from the grave, and make it all worthwhile, and make life alive. Illustration. Young lady in this room this morning, who several, many, a number of years ago, was going to marry. She had the shower. She had the wedding dress all bought. The attendants were all chosen. Wedding date was set. Flowers ordered. Cake ordered. And all of a sudden something happened to the faithfulness of the young man and that young lady came to my office and said preacher I don't know what to do my wedding dress my rings my attendants have their dresses my dreams my hopes I saw her take those rings off. I saw her canceled the wedding. I saw her tears and her heartbreak. I saw her offer to take the uh, offer, offer the presents back to the people that given them to her. Wedding was cancelled. And she buried her dreams. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. All of us have dreams that have been buried. Some of us have things we'd hoped that someday would happen that will never happen, but let me tell you something. You never bury a dream in God's will and in God's power, but what a right resurrection will come and more glory will come than you ever buried. That little girl grew up in our church, one of the loveliest young ladies we have, said goodbye to a dream. What did God do? (laughs) After a time is well longer, one day a young man came to my office and he said, Brother House, could you help me concerning my dating? And I said, have you ever thought about so-and-so? He said, yeah, she's something else, but she's a queen. She wouldn't want to go with anybody like me. I said, she's just a fine Christian girl. She might like to go with somebody like you. But he said, I'm not deserving of a queen. So I went to her and I said, quit acting like a queen. take your crown off, frizzle your hair a little bit, and soon they did, and soon they fell in love. And now they're lovely members of our church and married to each other, a lovely family, two of the most prized people in this church. Listen to me, folks. This is a veil of tears down here. I'll tell you, I, I haven't cried as many tears in many weeks as I have this week. Oh, the pain and the heartache and the burden. And the sorrow. But oh, thank God, thank God. Every time, if you have that same Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwelling in you, and that same Spirit that someday shall speak and raise all the dead in Christ, if that Spirit's in you, everything that Spirit touches, it dies, it causes it to resurrect. I remember one time, along the same line, I don't know why I'm on this line this morning. I didn't thought about this. Dr. John Rice's oldest daughter, Dr. Dr. Miss Rice's oldest daughter, Grace, was engaged to get married. Already had the shower. Everything was all planned. Sendments all chosen, dresses all bought, everything ready to go. And one night, just a few just a few days before the wedding, her fiance said to her, Oh, I'll be so glad, honey, when we were married, she said, I will too. He said, Grace, you know one reason why I'm looking forward to getting married? Grace said, why? What? He said, he said because won't it be good not to have to live for your dad's strict standards anymore? Won't it be good for you to be able to be not be bound anymore but the old strict rules that John R. Rice has had you under all through these years? And Grace said, what do you mean? He said, I mean, won't it be good to be free and... You won't have to live with the standards that, that you've grown up under." She said, those are my standards, too. He said, no, if we get married, it won't be the same way. And Grace took her rings off said, here they are, here they are. She got in the car and put all the presents she'd got in the showers in the car and took them back to all the people. Welling was called off. You'd hear me. There's a there are a lot of heartbroken people in this room this morning. But well, let me tell you something. The resurrection power of the Holy Spirit wasn't just for two occasions, two thousand years ago and out yonder in the future. That same Holy Spirit of God that raised up Jesus from the dead. He lives right here this morning. He lives in my body this morning. And it's available. He's available to raise every dead thing he touches. Holy Spirit never touches a thing. He doesn't raise from the dead. That same power that raised up Jesus from the dead. Paul said that I know him, not and the resurrection, but and the power of his resurrection. He said, "I'd like to have that power to, to use now. That power that was used when Jesus was raised. And that power that someday should be used when I'm raised. I'd like to have it now. I've got some dead things now. You bury a dream." You surrender your dearest friend and say goodbye to him. And he rises with a fellowship with Christ that surpasses all else before. Your husband left. You don't know where he is. He's never returned. And you sat and buried all of your dreams and all of your hopes, and all of your plans. <laughs> thanks be to God, there's a Holy Spirit. you got to get buried before you can rise. You've heard me tell this a dozen times or more. The darkest hour of my life, as far as my ministry was concerned, when I thought the whole thing was up, the telephone rang, and my... my eyes were filled with tears, and my desk was actually, had little pools of tears uh, on it. And I picked up the phone, and I said, Hello. And it was Brother Olaf, And he said, Brother Jack, this is Brother Olaf. I said, Hello, Brother Master. He said, Brother Jack, you're dead, ain't you? And I said, I'm dead. Yes, I'm dead. He said, Brother Jack, ain't nobody ever got resurrected, didn't first die. those dreams that have been buried that you have and I have, and touch them with the Holy Spirit of God, and sweeter one shall rise, and more blessed one shall rise from the same grave. It's wonderful to look back 2,000 years ago. And we do this morning. That's what Easter's all about. We look back 2,000 years ago and remember when Joseph of Arimathea Took him and wrapped his body for burial and placed him there in that little sepulcher. I can see it now. There in the garden, not far from the place called Golgotha, and placed that body in the grave. And with that burial, with the hopes of all those who followed him, bear in mind, these were all new Christians. Not a one of them been saved more than three years. These are baby Christians. How could they believe this but? oh he had said, destroy this temple, I'll raise it again after three days. but they didn't understand that. He said the corner unless the corn of wheat dies and falls from the ground, he abides alone this spake he concerning his resurrection, but they didn't understand it and there were their hopes and in the grave was the captain and their leader and their God. And that morning. He looking for him. <laughs> the angel said, What you hanging around here for? Why seek ye the living among the dead? And Jesus had gotten up. He made his bed when he got up. Made his bed when he got up and just folded the clothes and put them there. And he was alive. And he's alive now. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me a long life's narrow way. He lives! He lives! Salvation to impart! You ask me how I know He lives? Because that same power that raised Him from the dead 2,000 years ago and someday shall quicken our mortal bodies in the future, that same power is available now, and I may know Him now and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings and that same resurrected life of Christ, the same power that raised him from the dead, can raise you from your heartbreak today, can raise you from your loneliness today, can raise you from your sinfulness today, can raise you from your misery today. What good does it matter? What does it matter? What good does it do that Jesus rose from the dead if we've not been resurrected with the same power of God? What a corpses today going around thanking God that Jesus rose. People all over the world today sitting in, in buildings like this and worshiping, they say, worshiping God. Don't even believe that He was a virgin-born Son of God. And they talk about His resurrection of the dead. Listen to what I want. I want His resurrection of my life now. Apostle Paul. That night he was a young man. You Stephen died. Bear in mind, he studied at the feet of Gamaliel, the greatest teacher of the Old Testament of the world at the time, no doubt. The Apostle Paul, no doubt, had seen the Savior. Had he seen him in Gethsemane as he prayed overlooking the holy city? Had he seen him? Was he one of those who saw him as he fed the five thousand little boys lunch baskets and a few fishes? And and loath, had Paul seen him as he walked on the water? Had Paul heard him as he said his words of comfort and words of hope? And Paul saw him. And Paul knew he died. Paul was even glad he died, no doubt. He was his arch enemy and the enemy of everything that was uh, which, which, which Christ stood. And Paul, no doubt, was, was he there when they buried him? And then the word began to spread around Jerusalem. Remember that Galilean fellow named Jesus? Remember him? Fellow that walked among us, calls the lame, the leap like a heart, raised the dead, healed the sick, blessed little children, calm the waves, still the storm. Remember that Jesus fellow? The strange one. Remember him? Yeah, remember. something happened. He ain't where they put Remember that grave? It's empty. Well, they probably... (laughs) They probably took him out and buried him somewhere else. No, no, his clothes are still there. He's done gotten a new wardrobe. He's gotten his Easter outfit. Paul said, You mean he's not there? He's not there? Well, I've never seen him alive, and I won't believe till I see him alive. One day on the Damascus road, going up toward Damascus to kill and persecute God's redeemed people. All of a sudden, a light shone round about the apostle and cast him to the ground. Jesus came. When Jesus comes, the tempter's power is broken. When Jesus comes, the sins and tears are washed away. Jesus came. Paul looked up and said, Who art thou, Lord? I've always liked that. Paul said, Don't know who you are, but I'm going to take you as the Lord right now. i guarantee you. Now, what's your name? You heard the old story about the phone rang, and the guy picked up the phone and said, Hello! Yes, 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 I'll marry you. Who is this? That's what Paul said. Paul said, Yes, I'll be your Lord. Who is this? He said, I'm Jesus. Means not persecuted. It is hard to kick against the trick. And that apostles said, What you want me to do? I've seen you. I saw you when you were alive, before you were dead. I saw you before you were crucified. And now I see you. You do live. You did rise from the dead. You are alive forevermore. And Paul, Paul said, I take you as my own, just like you can take him as your own this morning. And then Paul walked with him, and then one day in the jail in Rome, he picked up his pen in the coldness and dampness of a Roman prison cell. And Paul said, I know he was raised from the dead because I saw him before he died, and I saw him after he died. I saw him after he was raised. I know it! And Paul said, One day, the trump of God shall sound and the voice of the archangel shall fill the sky, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain should have caught up with the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord." Paul said, I look back at that empty tomb of Jesus. I look forward to the empty graves when Jesus comes again for his own. Paul said, somehow I feel like between that power demonstrated back there and that power demonstrated out there, He said, somehow, I feel like it ought to be available now for other purposes. And Paul said, oh, that I may know him. How, Paul? I want to know the power of his resurrection. Let me tell you what that power can be used for this morning. That power can be used this morning to take everybody here that's bound by the dope habit and deliver you and write your name in heaven and make you a child of God and resurrect you from the life of death. Let me tell you what that resurrection power can do, and that resurrection power can do now. Come down and deliver you from that tavern and deliver you from the bondage of alcohol and set you free, forgive you and make you a child of God and redeem you of the blood of Christ and regenerate you with the power of the Holy Spirit and make you a king, a prince of God, a joint heir with Jesus Christ. God can come and raise you from the dead this morning. like one little girl said, Jesus is a miracle worker. But my daddy got saved and Jesus turned liquor into little justice. He's a magician. He came to my house and he turned, he turned liquor into little shoes. He can do that this morning. That mighty power of God. See, Jesus wasn't raised because he was the Son of God. He was raised by the Spirit of God. That's same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead. Romans 8 11 says, and that same spirit dwells right in here today. And its resurrecting power it was not limited to 2,000 years ago and out Chandra, someday in the future at the rapture. It, it's available now just as the combustible engine can run the car. Brother, put one on your lawnmower and follow it around the yard. It has other purposes. And the power that raised up Jesus from the dead, and the power that someday shall raise my little mama from the dead—that same power between the time He raised Jesus and the time He raised his mother—that same power is available for you. And this morning, if you've taken the sweetest of life and placed it in babyland, placed that little with that little life, you placed your dreams and hope. Let me tell you something, Jesus can resurrect that and make life more beautiful even in the future than it would have been if the baby lived. This morning, if you had dreams and hopes and plans and the things that you'd always thought would come to pass and suddenly they were dashed at the foot of providence and you buried those dreams and buried those hopes. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you put the Holy Spirit onto anything that's dead, and it'll, He'll raise it. You're not talking to a per, you're not listening to a perfect man this morning. Talk to sinners. You're listening to a sinner talk to fellow sinners. You're not listening to a man that has perfect assurance this morning. Talking to people who are doubters. You're looking to one doubter talking to other doubters. I live on the same planet you live on. I'm on the same little round ball going around in space on which you are this morning. My flesh is like your flesh. And you not listen this morning to a fellow whom everything in life has always turned out just perfectly. But you're listening to somebody this morning who wants to remind you that that power that raised up Jesus from the dead and that someday shall raise up everybody in Christ Jesus from the dead. That power is in this room this morning and he's in your life this morning. And whatever you've had to bury, you let that power touch it. And pretty soon, there's going to be a blessed resurrection. And that's what the apostle meant when he said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons podcast from PreachTheBible.org a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, preachthebible.org.